you got to get passionate about this thing. If the cross doesn't move you, nothing will move you. I'm offering you something that's greater than silver and gold. I'm offering you something that's greater than an increase in your pay on your job. I'm offering you a... There's no shortcuts to the glory. We've got to get past week-to-week living. We've got to multiply our prayer life. We've got to multiply our efforts. And we are willing to give. God will always give it back to us in good measure. That is pressed down, shaken together, and running over. Hey, thanks for checking out our Christian Life Church podcast. You will be hearing from one of our pastors or guest speakers, either at our Frankfurt or Lebanon campus. Prepare your hearts and your minds to receive a word from God. Thanks for listening. Enjoy and receive this message. morning. It's good to be in the house of the Lord. Amen. Psalm 34 and verse number 4 and Psalm 56, beginning with verse number 3. People often come and ask, looking for direction, looking for answers. And I wish that I could promise that the worst is behind you, but I can tell you this much, the best is in front of you. So don't quit. Don't stop short. Every one of us ought to take a moment every day and just thank God that our best days and our blessed days are still ahead of us. Well, Pastor, you don't, you don't know what tomorrow looks like. Listen, thankfulness and fear cannot dwell in the same heart. Faith and fear cannot coexist. A thankful heart is a heart that trusts God in all things. A fearful heart is a heart that trusts God only in the realm of fleshly understanding. Psalm chapter 34, verse number 4, I sought the Lord. And guess what happened? He heard me and delivered me out of my fears. Psalm 56 verse 3, what time I am afraid, I will trust in thee. In God I will praise his word. In God I have put my trust. I will not fear what flesh can do unto me. Verse 11, in God have I put my trust. I will not be afraid what man can do unto me. You know, on Wednesday night, I picked up from the message that Brother Gentry preached last Sunday night on the spiritual blockages. And Wednesday night, I came in and, as promised, and I talked to you for a little while on one of those spiritual blockages. And I talked about unforgiveness. 
And since Wednesday night, the Lord has just been circulating this thought in my mind over and over again. So today I come to talk to you about the spiritual blockage of fear. The spiritual blockage of fear. Let's pray. Lord, help me to speak what you've put in my spirit this morning. Lord, let it be receivable, oh God. Let every mind and every spirit in this room today receive what your word wants to speak. Do what only you can. Change hearts and lives by the power of your word. In Jesus' name, amen. God bless you. David, with a heart bursting with desire to spread the good news of God's blessings and the provision of his presence, writes a song of unmatched trust in a sovereign God. Psalm 27, verse 1, The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the strength of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? One in every five things he said was urging his followers to refuse fear and not be afraid, to have courage, to take heart, to be of good cheer. It was Jesus Christ's most common command Fear not. This is serious business with Jesus because the one statement that he made more than any other was, be not afraid. He didn't say, try not to be afraid, but he gave a clear commandment, be not afraid. This is not an optional request, but it is a command. Be not afraid. So to say that his word is in me and yet for me to be afraid, for me to be fearful and for me to be unbelieving is indeed a contradiction of the highest order. Fear is not of God. Fear is a spirit and it did not come from God. I have not given you the spirit of fear, the Lord says. If you are afraid of something, it is not of God because God hates fear. Fear affects the kingdom of God because it causes us to cease trusting in God for our daily bread. And it causes men to look to earthly means to be able to make it through life. We stop giving financially when we become afraid. We stop giving spiritually when we are afraid. We stop giving emotionally when we are afraid. Fear stops us from giving, from sacrificing, and from committing ourselves to God. And that, my friend, is the way that fear 
stops revival in a church. When a church begins to live out of fear, when a leader begins to lead out of fear, when a preacher begins to preach out of fear, he then has moved to an arena that God will not bless and will not allow the spirit to flow. It creates a spiritual blockage. If the church becomes afraid, we will not fulfill our purpose and we will never see the vision that God has given the church to unfold and become a reality. Unmistakably, we are taught in the Bible again and again in both Testaments that the just shall live by faith. Fear undermines faith. Fear sabotages faith. Fear smothers faith. Fear destroys faith. When he came walking on the water and his disciples saw him and were afraid, the first words out of his mouth, be not afraid, it is I. He wants you and I to know today that he is not in the business of fear. He doesn't want his children living in fear. He wants his children to have perfect love. I like to call it walking by faith because his word declares that perfect love casteth out all fear. I want you to look at your neighbor and tell him fear is not of God. Look at your other neighbor and tell him fear comes from Satan. Come on, if you resist the devil, only about four of you participated. Look at your neighbor and tell them fear is not of God. Ask yourself this question. Why am I afraid of a spirit that will run at the mere suggestion of resistance? Because John's thoughts on the subject was very clear. Fear comes from Satan. The Bible says to resist the devil and he will flee from you. The book goes on to declare and tell us and give us specific directions on how you resist the devil. And he says resist the devil by simply being steadfast in your faith. Hmm, I wish I had a preaching church this morning. Because when you become steadfast in your faith, that means everything that is brought to you does not cause you to lose faith, to lose heart, and to begin walking in fear. There is no fear in love, but perfect love casteth out all fear. God doesn't want us to be fearful. God hates fear. He said he won't let you into heaven with fear and unbelief in your life. He wants us to understand that he is bigger, that he is greater, that he is more powerful than anything that this earth can do unto us. That's why the scripture declares, that's why the psalmist wrote, 
in his book, in, his, in our text this morning, he said, I will not fear what the world can do unto me. And I will not fear what men can do unto me. So if you eradicate fear, you will find that that void, that space of where you eradicate fear will be filled with faith. You will begin to walk in that faith instead of walking in that fear. You must realize that your fear is an opposition to God. Your fear is emphatically denying God's claim to having all power in heaven and in earth. If you stay with me for a moment, we're going to get somewhere in this text. What I am trying to declare to you is when you allow fear to arise and to dominate your life, you are declaring that God is not on the throne, but that the worst case scenario is going to rule in your life. For those of us who name the name of Jesus in our life, for those of us who have his spirit living within us, who have experienced his might when we are fearful and unbelieving, when we are without faith, it is not just difficult, but the Bible said without faith, it is impossible to please the Lord. Now I could back up and just take a fragment and break this scripture down for you and to tell you why when we lose faith that fear dominates because the Bible says without faith it is impossible. That means without faith it is impossible. There is something down with our innermost being that understands that the moment we lose faith it becomes impossible. So fear takes over and we start looking at all the possibilities that are going to happen when the possible does not come to pass. And so therefore we begin to look at the possibilities of fear instead of the possibilities of faith. I feel my help this morning. Somebody needs to look beyond the possibilities of what could go wrong and start looking at the possibilities of what could go right. If you will replace fear with faith and start saying my child is coming home. My family will be saved. I am going to be whole in Jesus name. Replace fear with faith. I heard one preacher say as our awe of God grows our fear of life will diminish. When people live a life that is filled with fear, it is because they lack the understanding to allow faith to see God high and lifted up. No wonder the psalmist said, The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear the Lord is the strength of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? David goes on to say, the Lord is on my side. I will not fear what man can do to me. I'm trying to get through to somebody today. To be afraid 
is an absence of faith in God and in his ability and a and, and desire to keep us and, and for God to help us. That, my friend, is the way that fear stops revival and growth in the church. You and I are the church, not the building. You and I are the church. That's why we build relationships with one another. We become part of the church by being born into the body. When you're born, my brothers here on the front row, there's been some times he maybe wanted to deny me and maybe a time that I wanted to deny him. But the fact is, we are brothers. We didn't have a choice in the matter. We are brothers. It is just the way it is. We He, he can go to the far corners of the earth and I can go uh, to the other corner of the earth. But we are still brothers. We are still family. I got my brothers and my sisters and me. Somebody should have wrote a song like that. I don't know, maybe they did. The fact is, is in the kingdom of God, when a child is born into the kingdom of God, we are family. We are together. And we are our brother's keeper. And when we see our brother or our sister that is downtrodden, when we see one that is struggling and going through a difficult time, that's when our brothers and sisters of this wonderful, precious faith ought to come together and strengthen one another and encourage one another and lift one another up. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pester for a little while today. I don't understand how people can float in and float out of the church because, see, I was born into this thing. I didn't join this church. I was born into the kingdom of God. And when I was born into the kingdom of God, this world no longer is my home. We have the same Father, and we have the same mission, and we have the same goal. And therefore, we need to become Strong together. We need to strengthen one another. Every time we see a brother struggling in fear, we need to come along and say, look around you at an army of people that are praying for you, an army of people that have your back, an army of people that are fighting for you. Unmistakably, we're taught in the Bible again and again in both Testaments that the just shall live by faith. Fear undermines faith. Fear sabotages faith. Fear smothers faith. Fear destroys faith. The scripture says you have not received the spirit of bondage again to fear, but you have received the spirit of adoption. <laughs> Are you with me this morning? We have received the spirit of adoption whereby we cry, Abba, Father, and the Spirit beareth witness with our spirit that we are children of God. And if children, then heirs, heirs of God and joint heirs with Christ. I come in here this morning to tell you that God doesn't have any stepchildren. I'm trying to encourage somebody this morning that wonders where you fit in this great kingdom of God. I tell you where you fit right smack dab in the middle of what God is doing. You're not a stepchild. You are a child of God. 
And if heirs, then join heirs with Christ. Our lives are characterized by fear, then we know that this fear did not come from God. And we know as well that apparently our adversary, the devil, Satan, has managed to influence us. We see that he has opened a door and has gained access into our lives. That's right. Fear is Satan's doorway into our lives. When fear dominates, we are allowing the door to Satan to be opened. God is great, and he is greater than anything that will ever come into your life. This is what you must remember when everything in the world that is possible is coming against you. Relationally, you are struggling. Financially, you are struggling. You are struggling with your health. You're struggling spiritually. When everything is coming against you, when you and I have fear, it is because we do not accept the ever-settled truth of God's Word. This is just how God says that He wants us to live, not fearful. But He said, be strong. As a matter of fact, He puts a word ahead of of it, and He says, finally, my brethren... Be strong. Well, why did he say finally? Why didn't he just say be strong? Because he said at the end of the day, when everything is said and done, when everything has come against you, when your world has been turned upside, finally, brethren, when everything, finally, brethren, at the end, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. It doesn't matter who you are. The stout arm of the workman is growing, going to grow weary. The wrinkles are ultimately going to spoil the finest of faces. And the graceful form of youth is going to bend to a tottering shell of its youth until finally there is a grave. And the actor is ultimately going to, lose, to leave the stage. And a man of youthful genius will become a madman. And the orator's tongue is going to eventually fail him. But God said, I am. God and I change not just because we change just because we age just because things go wrong in our life God said I am not changing God can't get any weaker and I he said he will not get any weaker and so therefore I have the strength of God working in my life at his weakest moment on the cross he will still stronger than the fear of death I come today to tell you that it doesn't matter what you are looking at today it doesn't matter where you are in the spectrum of life fear not David said yea though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death. Still, I will fear 
no evil. Come on, somebody. God is greater than your fear. He's bigger than your mess. He's bigger than what you are going through. He is Jesus Christ, the same yesterday, today, and forever. He is the all-powerful one, the one in whom there is no changing. There is no variableness. There is no shadow of turning. Why then am I fearful? God's promises are not subject to the clock and the calendar. They are true for one time, and then they are still true at another time. This is why the, the psalmist said, I will fear no evil, for thou art with me. I am changing. I am in a world of chaos and change, but my God that is with me is not changing. He is still God. He is still alive. He is still on the throne. No matter where you are, no matter what you're facing, God is with you. That ought to be enough. Why don't you just say that with me? God is with me. Come on, say it again. God, come on, say it like you mean it. God, come on, don't say it to me. Say it to yourself. God is with me. God, oh, do you know what I'm going through, Pastor? God, he's with me. You have a right to say it, child of God. God is with me because he said, I will never leave you. God is with me. I'll never forsake you, God. I got a bad diagnosis. God is with me. My spouse walked out on me. God is with me. My bank account is empty, but God is with me. I feel the Holy Ghost in here this morning. If you get a hold of this today, that God is with you in the good times and in the bad times, on the weary days, on the sad, God is with me. I will fear no evil. Then he stuck a dagger deeper into the heart of unfounded fears. When of God, he said, thou preparest a table before me in the presence of mine enemies. In other words, what are you afraid of? I will feed you in the face of your adversary and there isn't anything that your adversary is going to be able to do about it. Listen, I could preach a message today and magnify the troubles and magnify the devil and magnify the spiritual warfare and magnify all you're going through, but I came today to magnify Jesus. He's with me in the fire. He's with me in the flood. He's with me in the troubled days. I know God is with me. Whatever I face, whatever I go through, my God is with me. He will not leave me. He will not forsake me, but he will be with me until the end. Somebody give the Lord a hand clap of praise. Somebody lift up your voice and magnify Jesus. Let me talk to some of you senior saints in the house today. There's some benefits on this highway of holiness. When Isaiah wrote the words, those exciting promises of a time when he says, the eyes of the blind will be opened 
and the deaf ears would be unstopped, and the lame would leap as a heart, and the tongue of the dumb would sing. And then he spoke of some other issues too, and listen to what he said. Strengthen the weak hands. Confirm the feeble needs. Same chapter. Say to them that are of a fearful heart, be strong and fear not. And then he tells us the reason why that he could promise us that protection from all the ills and the evils of the world around us. And the very next line tells us, he says, For an highway shall be there and a way, and it shall be called the highway of holiness. And the unclean shall not pass over it, and no lion shall be there. You know what he's saying? He's he's speaking. He's, he's right. As a poet, he's writing poetry. He's saying, the devil shall not be there. He goes on, he said, nor nor any ravenous beast shall go up thereon. It shall not be found there, but the redeemed of the Lord shall walk therein. I'm feeling the help of the Holy Ghost this morning. He said, I'm going to tell you that you can walk through life unafraid. I'm going to tell you you that, that you need to walk through life without fear. And he goes on to tell us why. He said because there is a path that the ravenous beast here's what he said. He said because there is a path that the lion cannot get up onto and there is a path that the ravenous beast cannot climb up to there is a place of safety for the redeemed of the Lord and it is the highway of holiness. You want to know why? I want to walk the highway of holiness because the Bible said there's the place that the ravenous beast can't get to and the lion can't climb up to. I'm telling you your holiness, your years of sacrifice, your years of faithfulness is all working for your good because there is a highway that is called holiness and there is some safety in that highway because the ravenous beast can't get up. Job said this is the way There is a path. He declares, he says that the vulture's eyes have not seen. You know what I'm talking about. A few days ago, I I yelled inside my house for my family. Uh, Sister McKell was there. I said, run outside. I know she loves nature. I said, run outside. There were literally hundreds of vultures, and they were flying high in the sky. There must have been a migration or something, and they were moving through the area, and they were very high in the sky. And I looked up, but Job says there is a path. There is a highway, that highway called holiness. He said there is a path. He said that the vultures have not even, their eye has never seen. You want to know why? Because it is a way that is higher than the eye of the vulture. There is a place of safety that not one ravenous beast is going to walk in. There's no need for some creature like a vulture a scavenger to come because there's not going to be harm to you on the highway of holiness. I feel the help of the Lord this morning to tell somebody, come on, you keep walking. You 
keep serving. You keep being faithful because the vulture's eyes have never seen the path that the Lord has put you on. You don't have to walk in fear. There's no beast there. You don't have to walk in fear. There's no lion there. You and God are walking that road together. Give the Lord a hand clap of praise in this house. Can I go on this morning? He that dwelleth, he that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. I will say of the Lord, He is my refuge and my fortress. He is my God. In him will I trust. He goes on to say, lead me to the rock that is higher than I. I come today to tell you that there is a higher place for you. Come on, child of God. Come on, elder in the church. There is a place that is a little bit higher. There is a place that is higher than you. Come on, David said, lead Lead me to the rock that is higher than I. For thou, O Lord, hath been a shelter for me. Come on, somebody in this house needs to make up your mind. I've been walking among the beggarly elements of this world, but I'm about to take a leap of faith and start walking a little higher. He goes on to write. He will deliver thee from the noise, from the snare of the fowler, and from the noise and pestilence. He shall cover thee with his feathers, and with his wings shalt thou trust. His truth shall be thy shield and buckler. Thou shalt not be afraid for terror by night, nor the arrow that flieth by day, for the pestilence that that walketh in darkness, nor the destruction that raceth at noonday. But a thousand shall fall at the right side, and ten thousand at thy right hand, but it shall not come nigh unto me. He said unto thee, because thou hast made the Lord, which is the most high, even my refuge, thy habitation, there shall no evil befall thee, neither shall any plague come nigh thy dwelling, for he shall give his angels charge over thee to keep thee in all of thy ways, and they shall bear thee up in their arms, lest thou shalt dash thy foot against the stone. Thou shalt tread upon the lion and the otter and the dragon thou shalt trample under your foot. David said there's no reason to fear. Perfect love casteth out all fear. Somebody ought to get it, get it in your spirit this morning. Somebody that walked in worried. Somebody that walked in fearful needs to get this word in your spirit this morning and let the word of God declare I'm going to get up from where I am. I'm walking out of here in faith. I'm not walking out of here alone but I'm walking out with Jesus on my side. I'm closing, I'm closing.
Fear is not the will of God. We cannot live in an element. We cannot live in fear and operate in an element of faith. You can't go to God and pray an honest prayer of faith while you were worried sick with fear dominating your every thought. A few days ago, talking about my wife and what she's gone through, some people call me and they say, how's she really doing? Because when I talk to her, she says everything's fine. How's she really doing? We have to call you to find out the facts. Because anytime you talk to her, she's just fine. Driving down the road, Brother Danny Gentry giving me a hard time. He said, you were just a pessimist. You were just negative. All of a sudden, I started realizing he's serious. People are calling me to get the facts. All of a sudden, I started thinking, maybe, maybe I'm not speaking faith enough. Maybe I'm letting, maybe I'm letting the, the facts dominate my thoughts. I need to let faith dominate my thoughts. Not what could go wrong. Not what percentages are against us. But what could go right. And with God all things are possible. And if I haven't preached to one person in this house today, I came to this pulpit to preach to myself this morning. Because I want to rise up out of the mundane mediocrity lifestyle of the facts and this and start speaking faith over every person. There is nobody that's gone too far. I speak faith over them. You haven't wandered too far. I speak faith over you. You are not too sick that the Lord can't heal you. You are. I'm preaching to somebody that came in with a limp this morning, but God's saying, you're going to be made whole. I've got a path that the lion and the otter can't get up to. There is a highway that I'm going to put you on. It is a highway of holiness. It is a highway of the faithful. Come on, somebody that needs a little faith needs to walk to the front of this room today and declare, I'm not allowing the diagnosis to dominate. I'm not allowing my feelings to frustrate. I am coming forward with a with faith in my spirit to say whatever I face, God's with me. When I walk through the water, Come on, I respond to the word over. of the Lord today.
Stretch your faith today.